well, I think people need to have more conversations about it. And I, I want to come to yes. something that you said, which is that people are seeking pleasure. And I would yes. actually say that people are avoiding pain. And, you mm. know, for whatever reason, we think pain is wrong, pain I shouldn't feel, I don't want to cry, I don't want to be seen as weak, you know, I don't want to deal with yeah. the, the grief. Like we avoid pain and thus seek the pleasure, right? Because mm -hmm. out of avoidance of that. To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we're speaking with Danielle Matthews. She is an entrepreneur and a post-traumatic growth specialist. Danielle, could you please introduce yourself? Let people know just a little more about you, please. Absolutely. Uh, Ed, it's nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on here. And just a little insight, my background, you know, my my degrees in biology, I've always been fascinated with how things work, but my life took a very different turn in my early 20s. I was hit by a drunk driver, sustained a brain injury, and um, lost my ability to work and to do all the things that I used to do and really the identity I had for myself and found myself on a very different track. And so that has informed you know, what's unfolded now over the last 11 years. And um, it's wild to look back on life, Ed. Sometimes what seems like the most intense thing and you don't understand how could this happen to me? Why me? It turns out to be the most beautiful thing <laughs> that actually opens up, you know, a whole other chapter for you. I know that to be true myself. I've went through those traumatic instances and lost my abilities. And now you have to reinvent yourself. And it's really up to you to get out of the poor me, sorry me, because through podcasting, I've found there are a lot of us out there that have been through traumatic things, and it's our resilience and our ability to bounce back that matters. Tell us about how you bounced back from it. Absolutely. Well, I wish it was as easy as that, <laughs> but, but it wasn't. It's a journey. And what was interesting, my first whole year post-accident, I was dealing with a lot of physical issues. So uh, on top of that, you know, I, migraines, sensitive to noise, to light. So I really couldn't do much. I was basically in a dark room. And because of that, I was with myself. And that was pretty much it. And it was time for a lot of introspection. You know, I went through a very deep depression. I was having anxiety attacks, you know, because my whole identity prior to my accident had been who Danielle was in the world. I was, you know, the top student in school. I was someone that gave back to our community. I was an athlete, you know, I was a good friend, uh, all those things. And when my accident happened, that whole identity, who I thought I was, was just 
like pummeled. I mean, it was like, I couldn't work. I couldn't do sports. You know, I couldn't hang out with friends. Like I couldn't do anything. And it was like, well, who am I? If all that's gone, like, who am I? And I think in life, a lot of times life is happening so fast for all of us. We don't step back and ask that question, which I think is the biggest question to ask in life. And I had the time to sit and contemplate and to learn. And so for me, it started honestly with just watching my thought patterns. I started to notice, you know, that I was getting really reactive to certain things. I was noticing how, like I was, you know, I was around family. So I was watching how like I could see an argument before it happened because I watched what this person, you know, is patterned and like coming into conversations with and same with this person. I'm like, oh my God, I can, it's like a train wreck you're about to watch. And <laughs> I, at first I noticed it in other people. And then it was like, oh, Danielle, you're not immune. <laughs> You've got this going on too. So I just became really curious about myself. And I started to watch my thoughts and I realized, you know, the external world is happening. And it's unfolding. And for the first year after my accident, my interaction with the world was, this is completely unfair. I didn't deserve this. Why did this happen to me? You know, it was a very, um, a victim mentality. And then around me, I had people kind of reaffirming this. They're saying, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Like you didn't deserve this, blah, blah, blah. But you think about it, it's like, well, who does deserve that? Nobody, you know? And so I started to go, well, wait a minute. You know, this is leading me to just feeling anxious and like I have no power. You know, I couldn't think about my past. I'd get depressed. I couldn't think about my future. I'd get anxious. And I thought, okay, let's stop with those thoughts and let's just be present. And being present in the moment, I forced myself, what can I be grateful for now? What can bring me joy now? And how can I interact and react to life as it is now? Because I can't change the brain injury. It's here good, bad, or indifferent, right? There's nothing we can do about it. It's arrived. And so if I can decide though, to make an internal choice to have gratitude and to find joy, my experience of life is going to be much different. And that's honestly what I started to do, Ed. And I, I call it mind control because I was having to control this aspect of myself. And, you know, I think usually we're running under subconscious programming. We're running under just these ways that these right. patterns of thinking that we always have. And mine were just broken. Like I had the time to be aware of the patterns and then go, these aren't serving me. So what would serve me? And that, that was really the pivot that, that just changed everything. And um, there's more to say on that, but I'll stop now. Cause I know I've been <laughs> kind of going in a flow. No, it's good. You know, I, I like that term mind control. That was one of my questions for you. What do you mean by this mind control? You know, a lot of people might instantly go, you're trying to control my mind. No, you have to control your own mind. Those <laughs> thoughts that we, and our mind is programmed automatically to go to the negative first because it's a protection. And that helps us a lot if we understand that. Wait a minute, that's my mind speaking. Give myself just a moment and think about what is actually happening mm -hmm. that saves our lives sometimes and so much of that turmoil that our subconscious mind drink flings at us it's amazing so you've learned this pretty young you know that you're still young and you have a lot you're always out there talking about it that is such a great 
thing when we find a way to explore life better and then share it. Yeah. What what brought you to the conclusion that you need to share what you found and how you feel about what happened in your life? Well, I realized that honestly, I feel like I got the secret to life, like the key that unlocks happiness yeah. and unlocks joy. And I like I got pulled from life. It's almost like, you know, being pulled from the matrix, right? You're like out and you're looking in at it and you're going, whoa, <laughs> wait a second. Yeah. And I just thought I want to shake other people awake to the fact that they have the same inner power that I do. They've got the same ability to decide how they want to interact and react to life. And they can, you know, reset some of this programming. And people just didn't, I could tell they didn't know. And I could tell people were not happy. You know, I was watching friends of mine just on this like loop, going to work, got a good job. Yes. Now I'm home, I'm supposed to be happy, but they're feeling completely unfulfilled. You know, and they're not wanting to admit it, right? I, I graduated, you know, from one of the top universities. My friends are, they're doing very well, <laughs> uh, you know, by traditional means. And I see that they're not happy. And so, you know, right. it's like all of a sudden I found happiness. And if you had looked at my life the way society maybe would have judged my life, I was unemployed, unable to work. And yet I had a happiness within me, which is what everyone's really searching for. And it's because we all go That's out right. into the world looking for it not realizing that it's actually within ourselves. We just need to turn around, but uh, it can be uncomfortable. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. Like I, um, I have a, a yogic philosophy is something that came into my world that I just resonated a lot with. I think the way that these yogis, I mean, for thousands of years, right. They pondered questions. Like if there was one thing that if known would solve all problems, what is that thing? And, you know, they found the answer. That's right. <laughs> And like the yeah. answer in the yogic perspective is realizing that you're more than your thoughts and realizing you can create space, realizing you can insert new thoughts and new ways of being like, that's what meditation was designed to do, to take you away from your thoughts. So you could realize, oh, I'm more than that. It's like, it's amazing. These, you know, this tradition, I, for whatever reason, it found its way into my world and it just like, it hit the spot and it's really helped me to help other people you know, to, to access this and to understand this. And there's, there's just, there's so much that we all have. And what was interesting for me, part of this yogic philosophy, why I say this is difficult is that you have to really like look in the mirror. So I was very quick to blame other people for making me feel a certain way. You shouldn't have said that. How come you didn't listen to me? You know, you should love me in this way, but not this way, right? When you do that, it makes me uncomfortable wanting to control the external world, right? So it was like comfortable for me. Right. And I think I see a lot of people doing this. And the reality, yes. like the, the yogic perspective, they say, you know, uh, the, <laughs> I love this analogy. Like think of a garden, all right? There's all these seeds in the garden and with the right amount of like rain and sunshine, those seeds germinate and boom, they sprout up. And what the yogis say is that life, people, circumstances, interactions, they trigger seeds within you that sprout up into weeds. And you think that the person made you feel this way, but no, no, no. The trigger was the teacher. It was showing you that this thing was inside of you. And so what you need to do is create space from the situation and reflect and go, why am I feeling like my voice isn't heard? 
why am I upset that there's not room in the car for me? Why am I feeling like, oh my God, I'm not loved and no one cares about me. Like there's just not room in the car. I need to take another car. Like, you know, these like little situations that blow up because we're walking around with these, you know, they call them some scars, like these traumas, these, you know, emotional things in us. And what I love, Ed, and what I wish, wish everyone could realize is life is unfolding for you to understand what is restricting uh, you, right? What is in you that's not allowing you to see the moment, the present moment for what it is that's causing you to react from your past and to just miss entirely the present. And I think if people can unlock that, like life is yours and you're going to understand yourself better, which gives you more confidence, which allows you to show up differently. And then you have compassion for other people where now I can see, oh, I just triggered them. This has nothing to do with me. <laughs> this is something inside of them. And, you know, hold space for that because you're like, oh, they're reacting from you know, maybe not being heard in the past. And now they're feeling like I'm not hearing them. And, you know, you can be more compassionate. Right. Well, it's patterns and what, what we put ourselves into, we replicate those patterns and being aware of these things, we can be mindful and we can actually start placing ourselves in the proper place instead of just being there because that's what we're used to. And really that's what that inner self is looking for is self driving capability to recognize your own power and yes then you can sprout up and these these negative feelings that we all receive that's really what sparked my podcast the dead america podcast we all feel kind of dead and lost and forgotten confused alone that's all dead in america and the beauty of it is it doesn't matter where you're wealthy or you're poor. This is divisional tactics. Peace and harmony is understanding you're just here and finding your way is very tough. So sometimes we mess up because we think we need to do this. Forgiving ourselves after those mess ups i found that to be some of the hardest things to dig into and forgive ourselves about mm -hmm. and really truly that's where it starts is that forgiveness to allow us to understand more of what we have done to ourselves and then we find the control mechanisms to put ourselves in the proper place talk with the right people because those people, places, and things, that's really tremendous in our life. What, what do you think about having the proper people in your life? And even so, we don't get to choose our family, but they generally teach us the most on our subconscious level. Mm -hmm. How do we combat that? And drag ourselves away from that negativity or whatever, family, rivalry, whatever you want to call it, and put ourselves into a situation where 
it's okay to explore and experiment and find out what is right for me. Mm -hmm. Well, so it's interesting and take this or leave this guys. I, I love sharing yogic philosophy because it's like, well, what if, and like, what an interesting perspective, like lens, mm -hmm. to use, whether you believe it, yogis would say groups of souls travel together lifetime to lifetime, making choices about who their family is and who's going to be in their life to create the weather patterns so that that soul can continue learning. So they would say you did choose your family because they would trigger you. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is actually a gift and they are actually like the best teachers. Yeah. And so I, you know, whatever you believe or not, I, that just understanding really helped me because, you know, my, my sister and I, right. Like growing up, there was like a lot of conflict and I always thought like, why did I get this sister? You know? And it turns <laughs> out now in life, I can look back and go, wow. Like she taught me a lot. She taught me how to found my voice. She taught me how to stand my ground because she was always like pushy, you know? And um, pressure makes diamonds, right? Like it was yes. a very intense way to grow up, but also beautiful. And what I want to say is like, we all have different aspects of ourselves. So stay with me on this. You know, um, think about the a yin yang. Okay. There's dark and light, right? There's black and white on, in, on earth. You know, we are constantly having this polarity. We have day and night. We have love and hate. We have up and down you can't get away from it, positive and negative. It's like that on this plane, that's what there is. And I think the problem happens for a lot of us in life where we don't embrace the polarity. We give uh, an opinion to what is good and what is bad. And all of a sudden now we have duality. Okay, so now we're saying, I only want the good things in my life. I don't want the bad. I only want you know myself to feel good. I don't want to embrace these sides of me where I do get angry or like I have these aspects of me that aren't okay. No, they are okay. You have to know anger to know peace. You need both. And I think what's happened in this world, if we look macro, there's so much duality, us versus them, you know, in politics and everything. Why is America dead? Because we've gotten into a dual world. That's what I believe. And if we can yeah. just come back and realize, no, one's not better than the other. It's not good or bad. It's all one. You know, what happens during the dark times in life, right? That, that dark night of the soul, like what I've gone through, what you went through, we grew. We grew roots underneath, right? We, we understood ourselves. It was time to go inward. And now we're on the light side, right? That's what post-traumatic growth is. It's coming out on the other end and going, wow, now I'm out here as a confident individual in the world you know, because I went through that darkness and I'm so rooted in myself. And so when you can embrace the polarity of life and you can just look at it all as a whole, knowing the sun will eventually set and it's going to get dark, but in the darkness, the sun eventually rises and it's going to get light again. And if we just realize that it's all a cycle and whatever we're going through right now will end, it will transform, but it's really a chance the way I view it whatever you're going through right now is a chance for you to learn lessons within yourself, the stuff that's triggering you that you need to just get rid of, right? If you're not feeling loved or you're not feeling heard, or you're scared of being abandoned, like there are these things that a lot of people are walking around with from childhood, you know, from stuff that they couldn't handle when they were little. And so it's just been locked in there. And now in our adult lives, <laughs> we get a chance to handle it, but no one's taught us how no one's really given us that perspective. They've not explained to us that, 
you know, when you go to the gym, we all understand we do hard things. We lift weights because it breaks down the muscle and it rebuilds stronger. No one explained to us that life's going to do the same thing. We're going to have failures and challenges and obstacles because it breaks us down mentally, emotionally, spiritually, so that we build up stronger <laughs> mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Yeah, that's so true. So speaking spiritually, how did your spirituality help you through the darkness? Because I, I find because of my belief system and my spirituality, it got me through those deepest, darkest times. Is that true with you? Absolutely true. You know, I said I had the time to think, who am I? If I'm not all of these things that Danielle showed up as in the world, who am I? And that is what unlocked the spiritual realm to me. And, you know, for me, it's just when I say spirituality, it's realizing that there is, there is a soul. There is a piece of me that is witnessing life. You know, there is something in me that is there before, during, and after every thought. There is a piece of me that is, that is that, and that's who I truly am. And my belief, right, again, take it or leave it to those listening, but my belief is, you know, I am an expression of the divine. And I see it as like the, the ocean and the wave. You know, I came into form as Danielle. This wave is very unique with a very unique personality and very unique gifts. Um, and is very different from the rest of the waves out there. But we're all part of the same ocean, right? I have that divinity within me. And I truly, like when I look into people's eyes, that's what I see. I see it in them too. And everyone that I think is like that, that dead look inside, right? Their soul is not lit up because they've forgotten who they are. And I honestly yes. think that's part of the human journey. That is what this is all about. You know, the ocean can't experience life. So it has to come into form so it can have the senses. It can touch it. It can enjoy things. The problem is in form, we got so distracted by all this stuff out here. We forgot our nature. Yes. <laughs> we forgot who we are. That's true. And I think that's why people feel so disconnected and they try and fill that void with material items or a relationship where, you know, they feel that, that love, but it's dependent on another person that's also on a human journey. And like, we can't control them to be exactly what we want. You know, they're on their own journey. And I think if people can remember whatever it is for them, for me, that visual makes sense that you are part of that ocean. You are constantly surrounded by the divine. Like it is you, you are it. And I use meditation. That's, that's my practice. Uh, when I meditate, it's like a drop into the ocean <laughs> and, you know, I, I reconnect in, I lay in that space. And then in my day to day, I call it meditation in motion. I just am as present as I can be trying to be the witness to all the chatter in my head, not allowing it to like, you know, run the show <laughs> That's right. and, and just watching it. Uh, and staying very present, serving the people in front of me, doing the best that I can. And I mean, it's a, I'm not perfect. There are days that I go off you know, and then I'm like, ah. oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yep. I don't judge myself, right? That's the polarity. Like, you know, like, oh yeah, there's that piece of me too, that just needs to calm down. So that's honestly like spirituality is how I got through. I don't think, I actually think we go through traumas to remember because our soul is ready to remember it's saying now's the time today's the test day like you got to learn this lesson so that you can live from the space of knowing 
That's so true. Uh, I like that. Uh, you know, and you, you hit on it where each person is really in charge of themselves and I can't change anybody. My experiences are there to display what's going on in my life, but other people external from me, they see that and they're witness to that. And if I'm mindful of that, each and every second of my day, it helps me be a better person because I don't want somebody else messing up because of me. And I don't mean being Mr. Fabulous on Facebook, everything's fine, because far from that, life is a roller coaster. You really have to hit it head on. But perspective and understanding of actually what's happening instead of what all of our chemicals and external forces are displaying to us, we really have to be mindful and take charge of that mind. Because if we don't take charge of our mind, the world will, and the mind will take care of itself. And I've witnessed that as being a very bad thing because it's subject to going into drug, alcohol, or whatever else substance is out there that's going to give them that pleasure burst. And that's what we're really seeking in life is that burst of pleasure. And if we always allow that pleasure, it's going to bite us in some fashion, some form. I, I like that you you are always cognitive of that and bringing that out so people are aware of that. Mm -hmm. I, I think truth and really the ability to just forgive first yourself and other people. I used to get angry because of the external forces. And now I kind of go, wow. Yeah. And I contemplate about what what could be going on there yeah and exactly. it, it really helps me so yeah. that deep thought that you talk about uh, it's very needed in the world and i don't see it happening enough in our world yeah well i think people need to have more conversations about it and i i want to come to yes. something that you said which is that people are seeking pleasure and i would yes. actually say that people are avoiding pain and, you know, for whatever reason, we think pain is wrong, pain I shouldn't feel, I don't want to cry, I don't want to be seen as weak, you know, I don't want to deal with yeah. the, the grief, like we avoid pain, and thus seek the pleasure, right, because mm -hmm. out of avoidance of that, and what I, you know, I just got back from Iceland, I was sharing with you before we started, and had a really profound experience there. I was in a program called yoga therapy and the, the context behind it is I didn't really know what I was getting into, but I've just like, I, this teacher of mine, her name is Kamini Desai. She's amazing. And she's been doing this for 30 years. She's one of the people that brought yogic philosophy to me and helped me really understand what I would say are the secrets to life. And so she was doing this program. She said, Danielle, you'll love it. And I just said, okay, <laughs> I come in. What they say, and this again, it's yogic. They say, look, the, the body, like 
we go through life, think of it like a tube, okay? These emotions come through the tube, they come through us. And when they're pleasurable emotions, like we let them ride and we love it. <laughs> but when it's an emotion of maybe grief or loss or anger or something, right? Sadness, sometimes we put a block in and we don't feel it. We don't let it pass through, right? How many times have you pushed down tears, you know? And then how many times have you let the tears out and you feel better on the other end, right? So this is kind of what they're saying, but what can happen when we're young and maybe can't deal with the emotion or if it was too intense, right? Too much, a big loss, a loss of a job, something that happened very quickly. You put the block up because it just feels like too much. But the yogis say everything's energy and quantum physics would agree, right? Everything is energy. And so that energy can't be destroyed. And what happens is it just starts to fold in on itself. And it becomes, they have a term, it's called a grunty, whatever, it's a yoga term, but they, they, it, they call it an emotional energy block and it will live somewhere in your body. And it's interesting because if you start talking to people, oh, my low back always hurts. Oh, you know, it's my shoulder. Oh, it's my stomach, right? People have these like weak points. And what the yogis would say is those are actually energy blocks. If it's something that, no, not everything, right? You injure yourself, you injured yourself, but if there's something that's like chronically there and you've maybe done stuff and it's not going away, they would say that might be an energy block. And so yoga therapy is all about getting into the body and allowing the mind to be quiet so that the energy body can move through and move these blocks out. And what the yogis say, one of the biggest problems is, is that we let our life force be used up in our minds and all of our crazy thinking. Yeah. <laughs> like we deplete our life force energy up here. But in a meditation or like in yoga therapy, you're laying there that the mind is quiet. So now that life force goes, oh, I'm not being controlled up here. I can go into the body and it will start to move these things out. And what's really interesting is the whole con like the concept of yoga therapy is just to hold space so that the person feels what the body is trying to tell them. And I was blown away. I've never experienced anything like this before, but it was as if we got into the subconscious mind, like the language and how it was all done. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh, like I'm scared. Like that in my lower left back is, is literally fear. Like it, it's fear. And then you're guided through allowing the fear to be there and letting it move through the body. And I kid you not, it moves. Like it comes up here, it goes over here and then it goes out. I, I'm still like trying to get words to describe this experience when I'm fresh back from it. But <laughs> I just think, it is such a profound thing because it doesn't require talk therapy to, to relive a trauma or to go back into your childhood, which I think a lot of people want to avoid. They're like, I don't want to go there. Yeah. But not realizing that, that that's actually what's causing them to seek the alcohol, to seek all this, you know, pleasures because they're avoiding that. But yes. if they felt it, it could go and they don't need to talk through it. That's what I loved about the yoga therapy. You just, you be with the sensation and it deals with itself it leaves <laughs> and then it's yeah. gone. Um, and it's just like, there's so much out there for us. And I think, you know, someone has to obviously be willing to, to realize that they maybe need to do some inner work, some inner reflection, but it's not scary. You know, that was like the right. most pleasant experience, um, you know, addressing things in that manner. You know, I, I think our Western culture has blocked out the Eastern culture. And you find a lot of these healing practices in Eastern cultures. Mm -hmm. And I, I think if we can open ourselves up to be 
the yin and yang, you know, it, it needs both to actually okay. be proper. So it yeah. goes back to that again. And I, I've been fascinated about some of the philosophies and healing practices that I've come across on these podcasts from Eastern culture. Yeah. And I really wonder how much of this westernized stress could be alleviated if we just open our minds to those practices yeah i i think so much could be i think it's we don't get taught in the way i mean we're taught a lot like we understand the conscious mind the subconscious mind like there's a lot right. there and, and what i would say is what i accessed in that practice was the subconscious mind we got into like some of these like holdings that were down subconscious the conscious mind didn't know mm -hmm. and I truly believe like in the West, if we just had the context, like what I love about the yogic philosophy is they kind of give you a map of the human journey, why we're here, like what's going on inside of ourselves. I think in the West, it's been all about like the ego has run the show. It's been about like yeah. creating the world and becoming more and like these societal standards and, you know, have the kids and the job and the whatever. And we've lost track of why we actually, the spiritual side, like why we actually came. I think the spirit has gotten sucked out of Western culture. And, you know, I don't, I don't know the reason. And I also believe this is part of why we're here, right? <laughs> like part of the evolution of people's souls is maybe it had to get so far into this extreme that people wake up, that they start to question. They have the moments like you've had and I've had where they're like, is this really it in life? Like I've got the car, I've got right. the kids, I've got the wife, I've got the everything and I'm miserable. Why? Yeah. And maybe that's why we had to move into this space. I, I don't pretend to have the answers, but I, it is like, I believe that it's all about our own self-learning journey. And so I very much just try to stay in my space of what, what, what am I supposed to be learning and where am I? And then when I can offer perspectives or ideas that maybe plant a seed with someone and help them kind of chew on that because it's a lot <laughs> to kind of chew. Yes, what we talked is. about just today is a lot um yeah. it's like i think people are ready and at the right time the right thing is said you know that can get somebody onto the That's path right. and if i can help people in their evolution you know i'd love to or if i can help them just even if they're not ready for the spiritual side just if you've gone through a trauma a traumatic thing and you're not sure how to navigate the world now like there are things in, that can be offered and talked about that can help you navigate, you know, post-trauma. Yeah. And, and that's really difficult, especially, you know, nobody gives you a handbook. It's just like life. <laughs> so we have to kind of navigate. And if we're not around the right people to navigate us in the right direction, you're on your own. And that's a muddy, muddy trail. Yeah. Um, we have covered quite a bit today. Uh, do you have anything of importance that you want to share with the audience today? Just a couple of thoughts. Like, um, I always like takeaways, things you can do. Uh, I have a yoga nidra, which we didn't talk about too much, but it's a guided meditation. So a lot of people tell me I can't meditate. Like my mind doesn't shut up and it's uncomfortable to sit and like, I can't do it. Um, yoga nidra is done laying down. And you're super comfortable and you're guided through things in your physical body, getting out of tension, breath techniques to kind of just come into the body more. And you're guided into like the meditative space. And it, 
it works for everyone. Whether you've meditated a ton or you've never done it before, you get into that space with a yoga nidra. And if people are wanting to kind of go, well, what would it feel like if my mind was quiet? <laughs> uh, I'd encourage you on my website. I've got it. It's linked on my Instagram. Like you just go, they're free, go listen to. They're really, really powerful. And, you know, that's a taste of, you know, what Ed and I have talked about of what it means to create space from the crazy thoughts that we have. Yeah, it's important to actually connect with yourself and, you know, these conversations that we get into like this, it really does help people, first of all, think about it and then resonate. Because once we find that resonance in between us, the divisions go away. And that's what my journey is really about is finding that common ground and then living life off of that common ground instead of the extremes, because that's where we get lost. Yeah, that's duality uh, to coming together. <laughs> yes, th that's right. Duality, bring it together. Uh, call to action for our listeners today. Oh, I would say guys, connect with me on Instagram. I'm always sharing thoughts like what we had uh, today, conversations like this, just to help you kind of think more, work through things that are going on in your life. It's just a nice reminder because we get so distracted by the world. And uh, if you right. you know have questions or want to connect further, just send me a message. Uh, I'm happy to help with whatever might be going on. And what is the best way to connect with you, Danielle? say Instagram is probably the easiest platform and it's just my name Danielle Matthews and it's got a underscore at the beginning and the end because apparently I'm not the only Danielle Matthews so <laughs> I had to have an underscore in there at the start and the finish imagine that I know. <laughs> but the world's great big but it's so small in the same time <laughs> it's been a pleasure speaking with you today Danielle and you are a wealth of knowledge and a powerhouse you're a fireball out there Thank you so much for doing what you do. And thank you so much for being here with me today, sharing your story with us. Yeah, a pleasure to be here. I'm grateful for this connection. And, you know, when I came across this title, Dead America, I said, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love what you're doing. So appreciate you creating this space. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.